Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moyeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and spending time with us. Especially grateful for those of you who have followed the podcast on Spotify or subscribed via Google Play or Apple Podcasts and rated and reviewed us. We very much appreciate that. If you haven't had a chance to do so yet, please give us that Spotify follow or that Apple Podcast or Google Play subscribe to get us going even more. And we recently put the podcast up on SoundCloud. You can find all the episodes as a playlist. That's another place you can follow us. In this episode, I'll be talking about an interview I did with Rafael Sadiq on the recording of his last album, Jimmy Lee, for Mix Magazine. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing Raphael. I can't remember how I got introduced to Raphael's music. I know it was at the time of his third solo album, The Way I See It, which came out in 2008. Raphael's next album came out in 2011, Stone Rollin'. I listened to it on repeat. I had it on my iPod, which I took on a six-week trip around South America. That album was what I was listening to when I was at Iguazu Falls. These are the most majestic waterfalls located at the intersection of Argentina, Brazil, and Paraguay. I approached the biggest waterfall, called La Garganta del Diablo, or The Devil's Throat, with Raphael's voice in my ears. His voice and the sound of the waterfalls and their sheer power were overwhelming and I burst into tears. I cried for so long and so loudly, but the whole area was so wet and so loud already with the sound of the waterfall that no one noticed. I told Rafael this story when I went to his studio in North Hollywood to interview him. He's never been to Iguazu Falls, but I showed him a picture of me there and you can see my earbuds in my ears in the picture and I think he's going to plan a trip there. Raphael's studio is called Blakesley Recording Company after the street it's located on. He's been there for a lot of years and has recorded so many people there. It's huge, it's elaborate, but it's also practical and very comfortable. Raphael is involved in a lot of projects, not just his artist albums. He did the soundtrack for HBO's Insecure and for Mudbound, which he was nominated for both an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award and a few other awards besides. He's also worked with a ton of high profile artists as a songwriter and a producer. But for this album, Jimmy Lee, 
It's the first one where Raphael really shows the public a bit of his personal life because it's about his older brother, which the album is named after. Jimmy Lee was a victim of addiction and he died from it. Something keeps calling me. I feel the burdens on me. Something keeps calling. Raphael has four dead siblings which is a lot, but not all of them were due to addiction. Jimmy Lee in particular was 14 years older than Raphael and always very good to him. This album is a way for Raphael to speak up for his brother, who most people remember through the lens of his addiction. This is what Raphael told me. Thinking about my brother self-destructing, once I had the vision, I started coming up with more songs with that vision. I have friends who have dealt with drugs. I've been around it myself a little bit, although I never got into it. Everybody is hooked on something. I go to Kaiser with my mom and it looks like New Jack City. Where you pick up your meds is huge. It's like a Home Depot. Everybody in there is like a zombie for pills. I felt I knew how to talk about this. To give you a range of Raphael's range and scope of reference, he's had an album that was a neo-soul record, an album that was a Motown record, and for this one, he told me he was trying to sound like 80s new wave synthesizer-based music. He mentioned Duran Duran, Tears for Fears, David Bowie. I've interviewed quite a few of the guys in those bands, and I believe they would be honored. He's always in three places. The album has struck a chord with a lot of people, and like all strong albums, everybody connects with it in their own way and feels it is personal to them. The last quote I have in my story is Raphael saying, Everybody has a Jimmy Lee in their life. The album is opening up different wounds for different people, starting a chapter and maybe closing a chapter for others. At this point, Jimmy Lee has taken on a role that I don't feel has anything to do with me. Life is a teacher. Time is a healer. And I'm a believer Like a river wild Eagle's a killer Greed is a monster But love is stronger Stronger than them all That's a snapshot of my experience interviewing Raphael Sadiq. You can find the entire interview at mixonline.com and you can find a year-end blurb I wrote on Jimmy Lee for Rock and Roll Globe's 30 Best Albums of 2019 at rockandrollglobe.com. You can also find both of those linked at picturesoflily.com. That's pictures-of-lily.com. It's time we put our, put our, put our differences aside.
In the next episode, I will be talking about the legendary New York City record label Strictly Rhythm and the ladies who ran it, who, in the process, not only defined the underground sound of the city, but established a globally recognized and respected brand. Thinking about you every day and Once again, thank you for listening. Pictures of Lily.